They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Shooting the Shit with Chippa, um, one of four of the podcasts that I produce. Um, you can find me at patreon.com slash the Chippa. I do the Chipman Brothers Tangent with my brother, the Talkbuster podcast, Creating Geeks, and this one. Um, recently, uh, you've probably heard I did a um, rundown of PAX East with a friend of mine on his show, The Pumpkin Copter Cast. That's Tyler Gorman. We went down our uh, our experiences at PAX, and one of those experiences was, um, you know, this PAX is a giant, giant gaming expo. It's the first time I've ever been to anything like that, even though I've been a gamer since before I could use my thumbs because um, my brother, you know, brought an Atari 2600 and then a Nintendo into our house, and, and we had a Commodore 64 and an Amiga 500, and it just blew up from there. Um, but... You know, I'm so happy I finally got there, but it's very overwhelming. And I'm walking down the hall with my friends the second day we're there in the indie game area. And um, a guy's walking by and says, hey, I heard you and your friends talking about, uh, I think we were talking about um, Lord of the Rings or something. We were walking by. He goes, you're probably into this game my son made. You should come over here and check it out. And I'm like, oh, dude, of course. You know what I mean? Like, you know. It's, you know, not often you get like a carnival barker type thing, you know, that kind of walks by and goes, come this way, you know, so it's like, yeah, we'll we'll go over here and we met you and we met Brian and um, you gave me the rundown of the game and I think all it took me to hear was uh, 17 playable characters in an RPG and I went, whoa, and this guy made this game himself? All right, I got to talk to you more. And so without further ado, my guest tonight, please introduce yourself, buddy. I am uh, Matt Papalardo. I'm the creative director for Horizons End. Uh, we made a game called The Great Gas, and like you said, we, we met at PAX from the, uh, my partner's father, Big Al, salesman at heart, roped you in. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, so, uh, yeah, by the way, I keep hearing like a clicking from your headset. I don't know if you're adjusting it or anything, but it keeps making a weird noise. All right. I might have to uh, switch over to maybe like an Apple headphones, I'm, if that's the case. It could also be my chair. It's probably, it doesn't, it's not super, super bad. It just sounds like a little like crunching every once in a while. Would you want me to uh, switch, switch them up? I mean, it's, it, it's not super distracting. I just figured I'd let you know in case you were doing something you didn't realize. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'll try to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's not so bad. All right. So, um, hey, yeah, I'm going to edit that part out. Um, <laughs> so back to it. So you're Matt um, and you and your partner, Brian, made this game called uh, The Great Gaius. Um, tell, uh, tell us before we get into that, where you're from. Um, where were you born? Oh, well, me and Brian, uh, born in, uh, in Amityville, well, Long Island, and we, we met in Amityville. That's where we grew up. Uh, so if you heard of the Amityville Horror House, we, we live around the block from that. The house uh, I, lo- I live in is the same exact type of house. So every time somebody sees it, they, uh, they go, oh, Jesus. It's got uh, the, it's the, got nice the center side-by-side windows. Yep, yep, exactly. Very cool. Yeah, so we, we grew up here, you know, playing these games growing up. Um, we, I mean, we're, we're from the, the era when, uh, the Nintendo era. So Final Fantasy one, Dragon Quest one through one through four, those were the kind of games we, we loved growing up and with the limited 
um, technologies available. You know, we really got into story making and got into D and D later in life. And when we finally had met, we liked the same things, and we were playing Ultima Online together, um, trading Illusion of Gaia for Chrono Trigger cartridges, and just nice. playing these old school games when we were, you know, just just growing up. And you know, we started playing D and D, and um, I captivated a lot of people off of the Dungeons and Dragons table growing up. Um, the Great Gaius has evolved from a codex, uh, the Codex Eternal, which is my uh, campaign setting. Uh, it's kind of my my War of the Lands, the kind of kickoff of what we were doing. But we ran that campaign three times over the course of, I'd say, five years. And most of the stories, you know, a little Hollywood in there. But most of the stories came right from the Dungeons and Dragons campaign and were kind of based on what the players were doing and where they were going, kind of in my, my world. The, uh, you know, we sat there with crayons and made a map and, uh, you know, had a lot of fun. And I started making this game in college and Brian saw it. He's like, oh, my God, this is this is our campaign setting. That's my character. And I was like, yeah, man, this is, uh, this is what, we're, what I'm doing uh, during economics class. And, <laughs> and um you know, he was like, dude, I want to pay for this and, and try to, like, get some graphics going. And we wound up spending, like, seven years and $40,000. And the great guys came out of it. Kind of our hats off to um, those great games from the Super Nintendo era, the Chrono Triggers, Final Fantasy VI um, vernacular, you know, with our own spin of infusing kind of the Dungeons & Dragons aspect into it, which we're, we're branding uh, a westernized fusion JRPG. So we're taking... In our next title, we're taking like a Baldur's Gate feel infused inside of like the JRPG. Like there's all different types of stats and kind of um, just mechanics that are just wildly um, amazing that we've been working on. I don't want to go too far into that, though. But... All right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. As yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. So seven years. Um, so how long has it been out to purchase? Like, how long have you has this been like dropped on onto the world? Next month will mark a year as being sale. Uh, congratulations! Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been up and down. You know, we're having troubles kind of marketing. You know, that's the kind of boring stuff. We want to be making stories and and battle systems. You know, rather than um, you know working on Facebook and social media. And I mean, we're, we're the '80s. We need we need some some young bucks to do that stuff for us one day right exactly when we start making money obviously (laughs) well you're talking you're talking to a 35 year old with with a podcast over here and i had um just started doing these so i i I feel like the old guy in the room too on this stuff but uh um this show has a pretty big reach so hopefully this helps you out i'm hoping that'd be fantastic um but uh so tell before we get into the great guys um i mean you got into it a lot uh actually let me ask that first question i was thinking so of your friends um, outside of, you know, Brian, but your, your, your other friends that you had played that campaign, have they had a um, good reaction to the game? Like, have, have, has there, have they got to play it and seen what you did? Or um... <laughs> It has been a chore to keep them playing it over the course of the years. They were so excited at first, and we've a lot of uh, been through, but they've played so many iterations at the beginning and going through it and stuff like that. So I, originally, you know, two of my friends were like, we're not going to play it until the end, but a couple of my guys, they, they, they were battle testing for me and, and going through all the, um, you know, all, all the stuff, and they, they like, 
like blown away by it. I kind of coined those guys the original companions. So you know, if you're playing the game and Potts, Potts' character is Brian. Uh, my character was Virgil. My friend Bill's Belcast and Nate's Bruger and so far and so forth. But yeah, most of all of them have really enjoyed and I think it's cool for them to see that they've like become a part of it and and um, a part of something that's pretty massive undertaking. You know, it's a it's a great story with a with a lot of heart. Pretty dark, you know. Pulls no punches. No, no, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they've 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 really been been really supportive, and um, you know, some some of them are still around. I mean, over the course of seven years of making that game, I mean, now we're, we're pushing eight years now with it being released, so. You know, a lot of a lot of the original companions have have gone to different parts of the uh, different parts of the country, and um, you know, a couple of us left. We're thinking about kicking off maybe a uh, one shot D and D campaign one day down the road. But nice. So, so much stuff being being busy. I've been I've been a retired DM for quite some time now. Yeah, D and D is a hard thing to get back into. I uh, I was so happy to get a chance to play a one off um, at the uh, Dwarven Forge booth. At a yeah, that's, that's fun. That's the first time I had played in like four years, and I was so happy because I got into D and D in my adult life. Um, we, uh, me and my wife, ended up getting an apartment in college, and my group of friends that I worked at Blockbuster with, who were the type of group that would play Dungeons and Dragons, um, one of them ended up having a campaign that he had inherited from someone else and to continue it, and we sat down and played in it. It That's became cool. a weekly. It became a weekly thing, and it was great. You know, they'd come up to Lowell, and we'd. It was a pretty big hike for all of them, but we'd sit down and have a damn good time. And uh, you know, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned this spawned out of a D and D campaign because I I catch a lot of the D and D play mechanics. I like the the use of dice rolls um, uh, within dude, the game. I mean, we're we're just scraping the surface here in the Grey Guys, and and at first I thought that that was really really cool, but like, you know, I like the the mechanics of like the dice rolls with the with the lock picking, the yeah, mining. Um, but with our next title, Yallerhorn, dude, it is infused. I mean, even the battle system, you're roll, every all the monsters are rolling initiative. Nice. Um, there's fortitude saves and reflexive saves. All of the magic is completely D and D based, uh, like posed as like a Final Fantasy X kind of conditional turn based battle. So it's very very fast. It's very very dangerous. You can't die. Uh, so you just get like kicked back to town, and, and you wake up at the end. You've lost half your gold, like the old school Dragon Warriors. Yep. And yep, I loved um, that. Dude, I mean, we we really think we've made something special here. I I know people have tried to do this before, but I think we've really found a way to to infuse a D and D true JRPG game. Well, and uh, re- remember me, um, you know, obviously, I'm sure I'll run into you again, and we'll stay in touch. But whenever that's available, whether it's a an alpha or a beta or whatever, um, I have yeah. to play it because no, you already you... have me hooked. I, as a guy that doesn't have time for games like this, you already have me hooked. On yeah. great and it's guys. gonna be it's gonna be oh well the, the great guys is a, is a big undertaking i've seen people on steam they've they've dumped 290 hours into <laughs> getting the perfect ending i mean i put a bunch of side quests in there the stories are all enriched so I, i'm not putting side quests for the sake of side quests everything enhances the narrative it unlocks Love a it. ten thousand year timeline of history and i know i know you're not really into this but i'll give you kind of the basis of of what the great guys really becomes is that it's a, it's basically a uh, a game about reborn souls and reincarnation so yep. 
But Bray Gaius itself is like the TV guide for the gods. And if they've deemed you like entertaining and worthy of being, you know, continuing to keep them entertained, they write your name into the Great Gaius and your soul is allowed to be reborn into the world. Now, the, there's a three-year timeline within the Great Gaius, and within these years, all of the souls of the Great Gaius exist as, like, on the Earth, and you're basically playing through one of them, unlocking, like, your past lives and, like, seeing how that's played out, and you're trying to, like, correct something that they've, they did incorrectly in the, in the past. And uh, it takes you through a world of different cultures and timelines there's time magic you see memories of things it's uh it's fantastic and i really can stand behind that you know a passion passion over profit project for sure you know two core developers with 20 fantastic artists that all breathe life into our dnt campaign i mean this is digitalized i mean i uh you know each one of these characters is specifically tailored towards somebody that that i know personally it is uh Friggin' cool! Yeah, man, man. You, you're actually, you're actually giving me chills just listening to it right now. Uh, dude, I'm I'm excited for you to hear it and, and, and to, to experience it, man. It's uh, it's fantastic, you know. No, it really you attached, like, though. I'm I'm, I'm kind of like George R. R. Martin. I like to kill people, so nice, <laughs> you know. No, so. so uh, so you know, like I said, I've only scratched the surface, but I, I was even like you know, with some RPGs, it takes some time, right? You know, to to get the play mechanics down to understand what direction it's taken you. And because you, um, you went with a familiar aesthetic, you know, for, for a guy like me, that's, you know, played all of those games that you mentioned that were an inspiration. It felt like second nature, you know, um, to switch it on. It felt like second nature, but it also, the way it moved, the way the characters talked, the, the way the mechanics worked, it also felt brand new all at the same time. You Thank know, you. And, yeah, and I mean no, it. I mean it. It, it. Like I was sitting next to my wife on the couch when I booted it up, and I just went, "Look at this!" And she looked over and she goes, "That game is beautiful." And I said, "Yeah." And I go, "Isn't it? It's so cool." Yeah, I mean, we we really tried to pay homage to you know the Square and SquareSoft days and, and Enix days of old. You know, those like like I was saying earlier. You know, I, we grew up like playing these stories, and like you know, things touched your heart when when Eras died, or oh, when God. freaking when when Masa and Yoon like turned to you know like to make the sword, or Palom and and the other chick from Final Fantasy Four, and they like uh-huh. like saved their lives and stuff. And you're like, oh my God, I'm 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 like crying over little pixel people. I can't believe like the music that Nobuo was ever to breathe into. We have two fantastic composers that. Uh, yeah, I was going to touch on that. The music, even in the menus, you know, like before it even starts up, it just pulled me right in. Um, they it, it did really, a fantastic job. So, question on that, you know, to dial back a little bit because we're already getting into the design. What um, you said you started working on this game in college. What what pointed you towards game design? Were you using like? Um, a game design software package, or do you have a background in in design? Like, um, what? Or were you I, going I have to a background design? in design. I'm going to school for design, but it's it's not doesn't have anything to do with video games. Well, it, I mean, it does actually now now that I can see it clearly. But I'm actually an architect by trade. That's what oh, I. Oh sweet! I I'm a mechanical engineer. Oh sweet! We should do jobs. I have uh, I have plenty of work all over the country. Nice. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But that's yeah. cool, man. So, yeah, so it's funny, you know, while I was learning architecture, you know, um, 
all of the houses that you'll experience in the beginning of the game. And chapter one's a little bit more rough than other chapters. And I mean, people complain a little bit about it, you know, people that played the game for 10 hours and never really hooked you because it starts to really get you later. Because then I really started to focus on on character development and everything kind of gets whirlwinded a little quickly in the beginning, you know. But we've we've dialed it back a little bit and as we polished the game through. But that was one of the one of the big things in the beginning that we were we we're trying not to give too much of an exposition dump, but there's so much to say. But anyway, we get back into um, to the building design. As you as you go through the game, you'll actually notice that the, all the houses and stuff get get much nicer and, and well thought out. It's like, oh man, that is a center hall colonial or, you know, like the floor nice. plan layout start to really take shape. By, by, by chapter three, there's like really crazy intricate castles and, and things to explore. I mean, you, you go through all different types of stuff and, you know, everything was fused by, by player choice too. So choice, choice versus, uh, choice and consequence was, uh, was was a, a driving force to a lot of the kind of story narrative that you'll experience here, which is a cool a cool factor. That's awesome. So what 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 did you use to make the game then? You you ended up getting you know designers so, and stuff helping you, but um, yes. you know like as you were piecing it together at the beginning, like I started playing with um I, I back in the day I played with a Neverwinter Nights tool set engine to like kind of try to make oh a game. right 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 and then I I worked with RPG Maker two thousand three back in the day just like kind of you know just messing around but then I actually you know there was a free like a twenty dollar trial on Steam for for RPG Maker VX and my friend who's a a really really awesome coder now he helped us with a lot of stuff early on in the game. Um, he was going to make us a, uh, a text-based, uh, like, a, like a mud game. I don't know, like you're, you're about my, you're my age. So maybe you remember multi-user dungeon back in the day or like yes. text-based RPGs and like people would like roll dice online, and all these different types of, you know, just interesting ways that, you know, people could be creative with one another, but in like, like an online user phase. So we were going to make like a, basically a choose your own adventure. Now, now Netflix just made one and now yeah, they did. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool too. But I, we were gonna make a, a, a like a basically a dungeon like me being the dungeon master, but instead I was gonna make branching paths and and stuff like that. But he never got around to it, so we got bored wait, waiting. And I just started making the campaign with RPG Maker, and you know I probably just worked on it while you know during c certain classes in school or an after school, and and then like I said, when Brian finally saw it, you know we so we took it from RPG Maker and then we ported it over to RPG Maker MV in 2015 when we started getting really serious about get, like actually cranking the game out and the interface was JavaScript and, and Brian knew how to code a little bit. So we started to tailor some like really cool systems and break away from, you know, the RPG maker aesthetic and tool set and started breaking the systems and hiring programmers. And we had a composer that was really interested in the project he did. Um, like Aaron Crow did, did all of the, all of the tracks for free up until a point wow. where, you know, you know, I paid him uh, for, for that, but like he he really loved the the project, and unfortunately he couldn't finish it off. So we met Brian Davis, who is uh, a fantastic like up and coming music uh, composer. He's uh, he can really really understands the way you know I'm the creative director of the company, so it's kind of my responsibility, and obviously as the writer as well to kind of like take that tonal effect. So Brian Davis and me worked really 
really hand in hand together to tailor some of this with some really cool battle music for some of like these immortal warlords that you'll meet later and stuff. And it's, it's really cool, man. I, I figure, you know, a lot of people say this to me, like some people at PAX and some people that have, have met me more than once at some of these conventions. And they were like, you know, you could roll in a lot of these games that you've played in the past and you touched base on that earlier of that, that, that feel of like you, it felt familiar to you. Like people come up to me and ask me if that was Final Fantasy VI, you know, which felt good to me, you know. And well, especially that's what, that's what you're going for. Yeah, it's like... And and you know what I I made I made this game you know I, like I said it took seven years and, and and a lot of our money that we just floated on our own you know as as we went on as, as hobbyists for most of this until the very end when we started to really try to you know crank it out and made a really beautiful story new graphic overhauls and stuff but you know it uh, it really I really did make this game for for people of our generation that this is the stuff that you know touched your heart when you were like. 10 years old, freaking, you know, humming, humming Final Fantasy songs as you're, you know, going to class or something, you know, right. that, that, that was, you know, so that's, that's who I'm making this game for. Now this next game, I'm making it for us, but it's gonna, you know, I, I think that I'm going to hold no bar, bars here. This is going to be a challenging game. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to really try to spank some people in this next one. Because <laughs> nice. I, I nice. like to, uh, challenge you know it's lost in the sophistication of these games nowadays they're just reskinning things with graphics and where where's the challenge where's the gameplay where's you know where's uh you know just the love in the story you know people are trying right, to crank I, out I, the idols you I, know and i, I got complaints oh i charged in 30 dollars for an rpg maker game well, i'll tell you you know the, it's one of the biggest rpg maker games that has ever been made i can, can guarantee that Dude, like I had no problem paying the price for this. And, and, you know, full disclosure to people out there, I got, you know, a discount card from PAX. But, you know, there's plenty of games people are dropping 60 bucks on that don't have uh, an eighth of of the amount of depth I've played in this already. You know, just <laughs> just walking around. No, I mean it like seeing seeing the, the lighting. Does, and again, we, people don't think about this because we, you know, we we don't think back. You know, on the the Super Nintendo, you know, early PlayStation days, or even the NES days of, we, you move into looking at games now, and you think about lighting a lot in games. A game that's really well lit in 3D is a hard thing to do, right? right. And when they pull, and when they pull it off, it's gorgeous. And when they don't pull it off, it's terrible. But the lighting in your game, and it, I feel weird talking about that, talking about 2D sprites, but <laughs> but it's the truth. The the lighting in the indoor areas in this is it it, it really threw me because in that first little area you're wandering around and you kind of get thrown into the you know, okay you're in that house and you walk, walk around with the guards and you go okay where's my save point like that's what I started saying in my head okay first thing I got to do is I got to go find a place to save because I'm gonna die like that's like all I was thinking <laughs> at the beginning there just because I and, yeah. and there's and and then you're you're down in this like basement, and the there's stealth involved. You know, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, where? Like you're dropping me right into an RPG, and it's you know usually the first mission or the first you know intro to a game is you know go wander around, you know wander the countryside, go for anything. You're like, no, 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 no. There's just a little submission right now. Like yeah. you're, you're, you hear you meet with your buddy and he goes into the house and it's like, okay, what what am I doing now? I just fell right into it and. It, it begs you to play it, and the lighting in there just threw me because I'm looking at it and going, I didn't expect to be 
just kind of ogling this game already. Like at this point, you know, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to go look in every corner and go in every room just to see it. Uh, oh, there's a there's a lot there's a lot to find, man. We have collectibles like you know, the tiny metals that you uh, you see in like Dragon Quest, our inspiration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for Celestium Shores. We have 110 of those. I think only maybe 10 people in the entire world have found all of them right now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so how many do you do you? I'm, I'm assuming you track this kind of thing. How many copies of this have you sold? Uh, I would say like, we're coming up on 1,500. I would say, dude, you that's know? awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. That's good. not a small I, number. Yeah, you know, it's it's better than you know. We make a little bit of money and we throw it at Yallerhorn, which is our second title coming out. You know, we 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 do that every month and and float the bills and we have a lot of fun. We've kind of my, my a couple of my friends now are. are my, that, that did a lot of the trailer work and video production, Matt Ash, he's now uh, working on some of the maps with us too. And it's, it's kind of like just the culture. I mean, we, we don't get paid for this stuff, you know, <laughs> we're oh, just ch- you know, so trying to this, make. I'm assuming then that this, you know, you, you know, you're running a game company, of course. And uh, is, this isn't your, you know, main job then. So you've, you've got right. a full time thing on top of this, right? So that's crazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I do, I do architecture and restaurant design for you know around the around the country for you know small box retail to you know individual fast casual restaurants and stuff like that. Did some good stuff wow. too. Some hotels. So, so yeah, so, that that definitely shows in the uh, in the layout of the buildings in the game. Now that you mentioned that, right? Uh, it's also given me a, a good systematic uh, approach to things now. So, you know, um, you know, from the study of, um, all that types of, you know, order and hierarchy, you know, so it's, it's really cool. And I've, uh, I've gained a lot of, of knowledge from just all the stuff that I've in the past. So of, of like just reading medieval high fantasy books and stuff like that and trying to like block up loopholes. I mean, the narrative has been being built for 13 years in the great guys. So it's, oh God, uh, I can't, I can't imagine. And, locking up it, and it is, it is the first, it is the first part of seven titles. So it's, uh, you know, if we ever get there, I, I, me and Brian joke that we're, that's the way the horizon is going to end. And we're just going to get to the last title and we're going to have to get Brandon Sanderson to finish it like in wheel of time. <laughs> so, so yeah, is the, the name of the company, what, what's the inspiration for that? Uh, you know, to be honest, it, you know, it's kind of, you know how we, we always thought of, uh, you know, we, we, we borrowed squares kind of, uh, color coloring for yep. our stuff. Yep. So, you know, there was always a rumor that, you know, Final Fantasy was going to be their last kind of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of our inspiration. We, 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 have, a, we have a corny slogan uh, where, the, where the horizon ends, the journey begins. Yep. And yep. I, uh, I like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, oh, man, it's mysterious. Kind of corny, but I like it. You know, oh, it's so, not as corny as every hero has a Genesis. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty bad. I see what they did there, though. But that was. No, uh, I mean, it's, a little it's, rough. It's, yeah, exactly. It's corny little. enough to work, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Jim Carrey's gonna have to save that movie. Let me tell you. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When 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 the has been anti vaxxer has to save your movie, you know you got a problem. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jim. No, yeah, exactly. He looks like he's having fun, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give him yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what really is the most important thing, and you know, that's kind of what the horizon's end really means. You know, is uh, you know, there is no real end to that. So, 
you know, we're going to keep doing this and we love uh, sharing stories and we just want to keep doing it. So, you know, we failed a couple of Kickstarters in the beginning and stuff. And, you know, wow. if that doesn't show your resolve to, to keep, keep going, you know, I don't know what does, man. We just failed another one for freaking Yallerhorn, but we didn't, we, we, all, we were trying to show just like a little Final Fantasy tactics thing because we've been having a lot of fun and, you know, um, we're trying to just use, use our money now for, so we have a lot of programming that's going into this next title and, uh, you know, it's, it's, so, uh, if it's you, so if you so if you fail the Kickstarter on it, how do you plan on funding it? Like, what's the current? Uh, we're just gonna do it the same way as we've we've always done it. Just you know, and it, it won't be out in a year now. You know, so you know maybe Roger, Roger. maybe you'll maybe you'll see Yallerhorn in three years from now. But we're going really fast. We're keeping it small, but the the systematic gameplay uh, that we're going for is you know cho- choice and consequence. Your main character doesn't talk like Chrono from Chrono Trigger, but you you choose you choose all of your decisions, and they change your fame and your karma gets raised and lowered. You can steal and beg and and mine. It's like Stardew Valley meets Final Fantasy Tactics job system meets Final Fantasy X used with D&D. It's pretty sick. All looking like Chrono Trigger, too. It looks beautiful. I'll send you some screenshots. I don't know if you post uh, any images uh, of of this next next game, but I'll give you a spoiler if you want to see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see what it looks like. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, I'll, sixteen I'll, I'll, pieces, all augmented gear. It's insane, man. I'll keep them just for me too, so I, I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've I've been I I, I just co- as I was looking for you guys on Twitter, I stumbled upon that game, and I was like, oh man, this sounds kind of like oh, it is those guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that's so, wild. I'm trying to so, get a little bit better. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. So, um, you know, it, it really is. Uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to get you on. You're you're my first uh, connection from PAX, and and I and I really do mean it. That I was wow. I, I was I was taken there by seventy thousand people there. So I'm I'm that's uh, well, you're you. you're the Shit, first that. one I followed through on. You know what I mean? Like wow. I, I've I've set up some other things, but this one was important to me because you know, I I didn't know what to expect with PAX. Um, I mean, I, I knew to expect that it would be a good time, but, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, is this going to be okay? I'm going to sit sit around and I'm going to be kind of like bug-eyed and, you, you know, oh, look at all the cool stuff from Sony and look at all the cool stuff from Nintendo. And instead, they were all there and their stuff was cool, but I spent the majority of my time at the, the indie tabletop areas and the indie game area. And, you know, I I... I, I really do mean it. Like, you know, it, it, chance encounters as they go that... That little like carnival barker thing that you know Brian's dad did, you know that that was really that that struck me because it's like I want to see this game he's talking about in the way you know he was kind of like I don't know my son makes games you know it's one of those RPG things you're gonna like it and I'm like all right cool I'm gonna follow over here and um, it it really you know I didn't even play your game while you were there I just talked to you for like 15 minutes. Oh, uh, that's all you need. Man. And and that's why I said the next day, like, remember, I came back the next day and I'm like, I have to find the great Gaius guy because I have to buy that game. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Remember, and I didn't even I, remember, I didn't even know if I was going to have time to play it, you know, and I'm just like, I have to buy it because your pitch was great. And it's great to hear somebody enthusiastic, you know, right. about it. Like, like, think about it this way. How How old are you, Matt? I'm uh, going to be 33 and right. And you, you and at, at 33 years old, right? You made a game that's yeah. equivalent to your favorite games from when you were like 10. 
How that's cool is that? Tell, that's what I keep telling Brian. I was like, yeah, we just made a legacy. We're something is going to live beyond what us and we will be maybe not remembered, but you know, that will be remembered. And we made that. So I, I like think, that. But, but remember, I, I think everybody that stumbles upon this is going to remember it. And so what's, um, what's like your, obviously, you know, making the game is probably your favorite experience, but like, have you have you stumbled upon people that like have like found the game and like and sought you out to, to ask you about it or like are there yeah stories like that you know yeah yeah there is and and you know not not so much you know but like people oh I met you at that that, that last one yeah, yeah. Beyond so that feels good you know so uh, they're remembering you know but uh, we do get some interesting Facebook messages I will say and and somebody I, I'm not going to spoil anything about the actual game because I want, I want you all to play it right but, uh, he somebody like was 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 very like concerned about characters well-beings and things oh. like that and I was, <laughs> and that actually made me feel like oh man this guy is freaking invested but that's you know I'm going for that man you know but like like, right, like you I created that you created a connection yeah. with with the 2d sprites right yeah you, you had that you had that moment that? <laughs> how do you do that i'm gonna do it again though i think this next one's we got something really good man i really do so i'm so, so excited for it yeah even failing kickstarter i, I people they, they don't even know the yallerhorn is coming for everybody so you that's awesome so you, you know, obviously as a DM, you know, you you get the idea of story structure. This this got built out of that, but yeah, obvious obviously as a developer of a game like this, you know, you live and breathe this game. But seventy plus hour, you know, like like you said, that that's about what you think it would take if you just played the game. That's a sure. big game, right? Yeah. And all of I these think side we speed ran it. On, on the development side, Brian, who's beaten the game more than anyone, I'll tell you right now, he figured out, he he did the, I, I don't even want to say it, but he's, he wrote a game FAQ about how you can beat it with just pots, and it's, it, it took him, it took him like four or five months to do, but he wow. like, he was like crafting all this special stuff, and like, I was like, how did you even figure this stuff out? You know, I guess, I guess because you made the game with me, <laughs> but, but it was really, really cool. And I don't want to say that it's easy because a lot of people are complaining about it that it being too hard. But I also understand the, uh, the kind of the generation, the generational gap yeah, between there's... Nintendo to to what's going put out by AAA right now. And I just watched this video from um, I, I forget who was who it was, but they were talking about how all of games as hard modes are actually the real games, and normal modes are you know. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Isn't that sad? Yeah, I think it's sad. But yeah, you know, I I do like it's, the. It's funny what's because I I miss games being a challenge, um. But also, and I do, I I really do, um. But I also like the idea of there being a way for someone that just isn't able to, be, yeah. to deal with the, which is inclusive. why I like inclusive. Is yeah, good. but I also don't, you know, I don't think that they should only make it that way, you right. know. Um, having that like ability of, okay, yeah, I've tried this a million times. I'm never going to see it. Th that's why I like let's plays. Cause there's some games from when I was younger that I just, you know, you know, when you're, when you're a young kid and you have a PlayStation and you don't really have that much else to do, you end up with a crap load of games. You can't play a, you can't beat a crap load of games. Right. Um, 
so when I when I first got my PlayStation, I got Final Fantasy VII. It had only Final Fantasy VII, and I spent every waking hour of my life playing Final Fantasy VII, and I beat it, you know? But then after that, it's like, no, now I have 20 games, and I'm playing through all 20 of those games at once. So it was kind of fun to go back to games I hadn't finished and see how they end. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. But um, And so thinking of, like, a young kid getting that option of but, – but when I was a young kid, you know, I, I – I kept trying and, and I, right. see, I was, that, see, that's what I was aiming at. Yeah. I feel people give up now. People give and, up. And, and that's, I, that's the sad part, you know, like I've built a game where you feel good. Like you're going to come up to chat in, in chapter two and you're going to face one boss boss fight. And you're going to be like, this is what he was talking about. And you're going to feel really good when you beat it. And, right, and I think, I think that, that, that is definitely missing. I, I liked, um, when I played Breath of the Wild, and again, I won't call Breath of the Wild the hardest game ever made, but it was Ninten- difficult some parts. Though Nintendo definitely had some, there was some Dark Souls influence in a lot of that, <laughs> and I loved the fact that that game, you know, it was basically you're farming your character and you're farming and learning. I, I loved the learning in that game of. You, there, it wasn't like they set up. Okay, this one action does this one thing, which gets you to this one area. The game was try this, try this. You know what? By the way, if there's a lightning storm and you hold you, and you throw your sword at an enemy and it sticks in, the middle fucking electrocute him. And I went, that's <laughs> awesome. And the fact that I had to keep going back to you know Ganon battles because there's only about like what five or six of them of those those miniature Ganon whatever they called them in the game. But right. I loved the the idea of okay. I failed at that. How did I fail? And going back in and trying again. Okay, cool. I made it to the third stage of this boss. And crap, right. I still fail. Why is that? Oh, and so I, I, I like that idea, you know? And that, I think that's what you're describing with yours is people, people have to live in the world. They have to learn and build upon their characters and figure out and troubleshoot, you know? And there's, there's something to be said for that. And, it doesn't always have to be, you know, oh, the way we make our game long is to give it unlimited fetch quests. No, no. That this is straight story most of the I time. I can already tell. It's straight story, man. Like there's 60 hours of story here that, you know, if you but there's more. I mean, if you can look everywhere, there's books on the bookshelf. There's, you know, I've already seen that. And, you know, it's you know, we just took a lot of time to make that. Every apple crate has an apple in it. You know, it's it's crazy the way that everything just kind of like coincides and, and enhances the narrative too. Even the little NPCs, they say like little stories or they'll t- say something vague about something, but like that actually could mean something. You know, like later, like there's a there's a Steam thread online that one of one of our our big fans uh, wrote, and it was like the unsolved mysteries of the Great Gaius. And I was going through the whole list. I don't want to reveal too much about it, but uh, there was parts that was like, oh man, I cut that part out. He's asking about it. how do you find that? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't I didn't tell him. I don't want to fill their heads with being really really good. But you know, um, our last boss is really really difficult. You know, our our uh, well, he's an optional boss, but you know, to get the perfect ending, you got to beat him. And in that that is a creator, right? I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, you make a product. You want to make money. There, there's that going on with anything, right? But you know, you also you also made a piece of art. You made you made you made your story. You 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 put 
something that you did with your friends out there for everybody to experience. And I just can't even imagine the rush it must be to find something like that where you go, man, they figured that out or man, somebody or or somebody's interpreting it differently. And you know what? I didn't even think of it that way. But that's really cool. I'll probably I'll probably watch every Let's Play video that ever comes out for this game, probably for the rest of my life, to be honest, because that's amazing. You know, like some people got stopped. You know, there's like three, four people that were doing it. Now there's only one dude. He's like at the end. And I've been watching him on our last life. He's uh, he's getting there. And wow. uh, it's cool. It's cool watching people and, and, and speaking about it. You know, I that's why I always all my friends when they would play play some of the game, you know, I'd be sitting here trying to work on it, but I wound up watching them play it instead, you know, and uh, no, it, it is. It feels really good, especially when uh, I know I, I the most the most depth. Uh, Brian does a lot of the, the battle mechanics and uh, all the battle um, Tailors and skills. He like went through every single one of these pixel abilities to like make them unique for mostly everything. You know the way that the sprites moved. Like I, I even seen that in, in, in Octopath Traveler. They don't have that kind of stuff. You know they ain't like no, the trigger no. The, the battles, the the battles in this were. Uh, it was a cool melding of uh, again a very familiar thing, but then the way the clicks happen and the way the the refill meter for your your um your attacks. And the counters, and I'm just watching, and I'm going, this just moves. It's, like, tweaked just enough where it feels, like I said, it it just feels fresh. Everything about it feels fresh, and yet you're going for a very familiar aesthetic. And I really do mean this. Like, And I've only scratched the surface. But um, you... Well, I mean... We, you're we take in, the first, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was saying your enthusiasm bled through into this game. It's not. It's not just a. Um, you know, it's not just you that's in love with this thing. I, I can tell that. That that's yeah. awesome. A lot of people really, really put put a lot of heart and soul into it. And, you know, even the artists and stuff. You know, getting everything just right, and it's uh, it's been been a fantastic ride. You know, and you were saying before about the uh, the boss mechanics and stuff. We actually took a uh, like a pretty modernized approach of. Um, of like dealing with the way that these boss mechanics work to make them challenging. It's not just a grind fest. Uh, some stuff in the beginning, you know, you can you can out level it a little bit, and it should be pretty pretty easy. But we 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 take it from phase one, two, three, four, and five. There's only five five or six phase five bosses in the game, but the rest build on different types of mechanics that can go coincide together. And we actually like really like thought this out to like make some challenging stuff. You know, and you'll see things pass through from from Dungeons and Dragons, like Dragon Fear and yep. stuff like that. So, like, you'll need to like, you know, have protection from fear, or put the Paladin in your party because he's immune to it and he's got his aura and stuff. And you know, it's seventeen characters, but they're all really unique. You know, they they um, you know, there's no real overlap on moves aside for like some healing spells. Other than that, they're all really unique. They all play well. I do I do Final Fantasy VI Wrath style chapter three that you, you guys will split up. And uh, that's when the character development really gets uh, gets really good. You know, I started taking it really seriously. It was after Brian started, like, hey, we should really make this. And, you know, as we went, we went back and polished a lot of the stuff in the beginning. But, you know, from chapter, from the end of chapter two on, it, it really starts to shine. It's something, something special, you know, when you get into, you know, there's elven cities. And when you see, like, the, the art that, that, the, that everybody made for this, it's... It's pretty, it's pretty nice, man. You know, it's probably like one of my favorite, like if I saw this game in the nineties for super Nintendo, I would have to play it, you know, then that's kind of what I emulated, 
made it for everybody that, that feels the same because there there actually is a lot of us out there I think you know between RPG, RPG people from from the old from the olden days right it's a it's it's awesome and you know it, it, it's cool because you, you you go back and see the, those games people are still talking about them you know right yeah and it's it's not it's not a fluke and you know they weren't you know smash hits either they they did very well. But these games, people still talk about them because of what the game meant to them. Not necessarily that it was, you know, the uh, the blockbuster seller for that year, right? It was they were labors yeah. of love, and the people that played them kept playing them because it was a labor of love. Yeah, and you know the stories that touch people's hearts. It, it kind of like it's like it's like a, the Beatles, the Grateful Dead, like going across the country and, and sweeping up all these fans and, and stuff like that. You know, it creates a whole culture within itself. So it's it's pretty amazing. You know. Diehard fans of the genre. I like that. And it's cool because, you know, you, you see a lot of companies going back to the same well, right? You know, the the uh, the Mega Man series did it um, with Mega Man 9 and 10, um, which were, you, you know, fantastic versions. And God, you want to talk about games that were still made difficult. Jesus. Um, yeah. and, and, and Mega Man 11, which I have, which did a more modernized but still 2D art aesthetic. But... It's it's cool that those companies are recognizing it too. Um, that you know there's there's a need for this. It, it's not. It's just because the technology brought you past it, doesn't mean that there wasn't still something to say within that aesthetic. Right. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I think that you know maybe in a couple of years we release the second title. You know, maybe we we it gets it gets uh, popular. Because I've been seeing a lot of people wanting these types of games that make them feel nostalgic like this. And, you know, this is the great guys, you know. You know, we never had a complaint with somebody that actually sat there and, and, and got the game and started playing it, you know. A couple of people got stomped by some bosses and, you know, I think the game's imbalanced. But whatever. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, it's, it's being run by a DM. And, uh, you know, DMs out of anyone else know, know about balance. If you if you kill if you kill your whole party too many times, they're not going to want to play anymore. Uh, right. But you, but you don't want to make it so easy for them that they fall asleep. Absolutely, it, it's a, it's a two, two double sided, right? So Absolutely. you guys, so you you guys are still in Long Island. Yep, yep, we're uh, still here. Uh, I'm still in Amityville. Brian's up uh, up on the North Shore. But yeah, nice. I'm still in the same house. You know. It did. It um. You know, uh, we were affected by Hurricane Sandy and stuff yep. like that. So we were we were the rebuild and lift the house and all that crazy stuff. And me and Brian back in like 2013, we're we're actually like just with laptops in the car outside of the house, working, tapping on the neighbor's Wi-Fi. No tell the neighbors. Shit. Yeah, man, that was that was a long time ago. Oh man, I I like. There's like a documentary about this playing in my head while you're while you're talking yeah, about no, it. Yeah, you no, know? no, it's seven years, a long time. You know, I went through college. You know, it's uh, it's an insane thing. And you know what? The, the the other part that's great about this is I I went to college with a lot of people that were you know enthusiastic about everything other than what they were doing in college. And again, that that's you know we we all fall into that, right? We're all geeks about something. You know, sure. I, I, I had a roommate who dropped out of school for Counter-Strike. You know, apparently he plays it professionally now, and that's what he does for a career. Good on him. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but, you know, it's great to hear from someone <coughs> like your passion was to make a video game like the video games you remembered. And you still got an incredibly good degree and have a job in that degree. And you also did this 
all in that yeah. time period. It's, right? it's That's a bit nuts. busy. I, you know, I, I was making I was making the great guys when when normal people are sleeping in between making models, making video games, and yep. you know, just doing doing all life all gets swept up crazy. But yeah, but this you is did it. Yeah, you know, so you know, the great guys kind of stands as that, and you know, I think uh, I stand behind it. You know, it's came out really good. You know, well, for that generation. A, it gets a seal of approval from me it, it, for whatever I mean, and everybody listening to this should go and find it. So tell tell them where they can get it. Is it is it a Steam only thing? Do you do you have any ideas for further reach, or is it is Steam kind of the uh, the one stop shop for it? For now, we we're uh, we, we're on PC only for Steam. Um, we uh, we're looking into getting it onto mobile devices or um, onto you know, bigger consoles, but we've been waiting to maybe partner with somebody that wants to do that and get that. I uh, could, I could see there, there's something about the switch for me that just begs, to be begs to have this game playable it on that. And I don't know it. why. <laughs> That's what I always get, man. You know? So if, if any, if any millionaire investors are out there, let's, Let's make some money. <laughs> and if, if millionaire investors are listening to this, um, yes, fund the great guys to be on Switch and then also um, send Chris a little bit too. Oh, definitely. Right? Royalties, but, man. But, but fund the great guys first because I really <laughs> like the game. Um, <laughs> but no, that that's so that's awesome. So um, so you got the great guys. What, what's the uh, – where can people find you guys? Oh, yeah. So you guys can find us on uh, www.horizonsend.com. Um, we're also on Steam. You can search The Great Guys. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, I think Brian made an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about Instagram. but um, yeah, I don't know anything about those. You're definitely those on Twitter. Um, yeah. And, what's, and, and so people can find it. The title of your next game is, and how do you spell it? Because I'll, I'll, bl- I'll botch oh, it. Oh, yeah. This, one, this one's rough. It's from the Swedish origin, but it's called Yallerhorn. That's G-J-A-L-L-A-R-H-O-R-N. I think I did it. I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I and did th- it. There, and there is a Twitter available for that, I've, I've seen. There is, there is. Yeah, we've been we've been trying to we're trying to been kicking back, uh, kicking up on on the social media scene, trying to get the word out there, and uh, you know it's it's tough juggling so many things at once. But you know, I think it's paid off, and we're <clears throat> like I said, we're we're just trying to. My my favorite part is just uh, getting the story out to people, you know, and I just want to keep keep telling stories, you know. So we're uh, we're we're hopeful. So well, the the story's great so far, and um. Please, you know, st- stay connected with me. I'd love to have you on again to pitch or talk about anything. Um, it would be cool to get you and Brian both on as yeah, well definitely. at some point. Um, but, I mean, this has been a hell of a conversation. I'm I'm impressed that I got started early and that um, we didn't talk for three hours because you definitely seem like someone that I could just talk forever <laughs> with. But uh, I know yeah, that man, this was pu- – definitely do it again. I know this sure. was pushing, pushing the hours for you, so um, – so I think I'll 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 let you get going. Um, is there anything else you wanted to tell the world about um, uh, outside of the fact that you made a hell of a game? Yeah, well, you know, thank you. I appreciate all your your comments on 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 what you you've uh, seen so far and, and the enthusiasm and, and all that. We really do appreciate the support for for everybody that's that's showed us that. And um, you know, keep keep a look out for announcements on our next title. Like I said, it's Yallerhorn, hard to spell, going to be fun to play. And, uh, you know, like, 
where the horizon ends, the journey begins. <laughs> Love it. So, guys, um, this has been Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, my guest this time was Matt Papillardo, um from Horizons End Gaming. Um, you can find them at, at Horizons End on Twitter. The game we've been talking about is The Great Gaius, and you... Um, it, it's worth the investment. Um, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't let the price tag get out of your way. You're, you're getting, you're getting like two final fantasy sevens for the price <laughs> of this damn thing, uh, for, for how long it is. And, um, and I mean it, the quality is that high. Um, and I'm only about an hour or two into it. So, uh, um, I really appreciate it, Matt. Thank you very much. And thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, thank you. We appreciate your support, man. Thanks a lot.